Welcome back to the D247 podcast, home of the pub talk, shy talk, any talk at all. I'm your host, Craig, and of course, as always, your co-host, Kyle. Say hello, Kyle. Hello, Kyle. Yeah, because there's normally a bit of a fucking silent pause after I say something like that. Like the ending of episode eight. Yeah, but that was funny. Yeah, true. I was delighted well, with that one. Today, we're back, you know, episode nine. Episode nine, Kyle. Can you imagine that? Nine episodes already. No, nine episodes of shy. Yeah. How? Nine. How is it possible? Yeah, yeah. Nine episodes of shy talk and any talk at all. Not even shy talk. Shy talk is good. Shy talk is enjoyable. It's just nine Listen. episodes of pure shy. Listen. Well, let's see, because today's episode, right? That's actually disrespect. Just... I take that back. I take that back to. The, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a disrespect. Wait, I apologize, Finch. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was there was exactly. one one episode one episode out of nine that was brilliant. Yeah. That That's was brilliant. where I was going with the next yeah, part. Yeah, man, today's no, episode I, isn't I just repent any for other my sins. Playing episode, okay? Because we have a special guest today, a man of many names. He goes by Marcus Woods, Woodsy. Woo-hoo! I call him, refer to him as the Boy Wonder, <laughs> Ireland and Dublin's very own DJ, music producer, musician, and overall just talented artist, Ryan Cullen. So Ryan, what's going on, lads? How are you on this, uh, you know, pretty miserable evening? Do you know what? I'm I'm doing fine. I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm fucking having having a few cans here. You know, I'm sitting down and have a chat. You know, yeah, that's essential for this podcast. The um, only way it's enjoyable. <laughs> Chalk and cheese to that fucking question. The answer Kyle normally gives me when I ask, "How are you, Kyle?" Completely positive, where Kyle's is normally completely negative. You know, <laughs> it's honest though, isn't it? I mean, I've Actually, got to be positive on the podcast, so I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't be coming in, you know, with a with a with a shit mentality. You got to come in. You got to be positive. Yeah. It just well, so happens every time we record this podcast that I mm. feel shy. So <laughs> correlation between the podcast being shy and my feelings. Well, mm-hmm. hopefully you're doing well today. Of course, we have a guest, a beautiful guest, Max Woods. Before I actually wanted to ask a good question, me and Kyle, um, we throw back the last episode. Um, Kyle, remember I mentioned to you just a minute ago. Um, I keep getting. I think I have a virus on my computer. It's the Pack Kenny virus. Yeah, because I keep getting notifications down the bottom right hand corner to saying, "Pack Kenny loses it all." Pack Kenny loses it all. Yeah, I've, a million times. Every time I go to try and stream a movie online, it's, <laughs> Pack. You won't believe uh, how much Pack Kenny makes. Pack Kenny loses it all. Local milfs in your area. <laughs> Do you know what it is now? Actually, it's it's the fucking it's the Facebook uh, bots, mm. but they're like they're they're trying to text you in Irish, so they're like flirting with you in, <laughs> yeah. in Osquelga. Yeah. And you know, I I haven't done Irish since since sixth year, so I'm there clueless as to what they say. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? Mm-hmm. Just say talk to the like, back to them. It's easy, yeah, it's <laughs> easy out. Yeah, Pat Kenny, and the, like more of a story. Pat Kenny does Bitcoin apparently. 
So oh, fair play. Yeah. We must be minted now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I keep getting. I keep. Keep getting notifications off Revolut now. Bitcoin is up at 6.02714%. Invest now. Mm-hmm. I have no intention in investing in Bitcoin. No, no way. Enough, I have, I um, came across, they have um, they have a few like cryptocurrencies on um, on Revolut there. And I bought, I had like, you know, you have like spare change rounded up. I had like yeah. six, seven quid uh, left over. So, you know, I'm going to put this into, I think there's Stellar coin. And uh, it's now up to 30 euro in it. So I'm a crypto trader. Yeah. So. There you go. You know, I'm Officially expecting crypto trader. write a book, start another podcast, you know, get a YouTube <laughs> channel, get the Twitter. Yeah. Stocks tips. Do you know what? I actually, I seen a headline there and it was, I think it was last week and it was this Welsh bloke and I think it was like seven years ago and he invested, I don't know how much he invested into Bitcoin now, but um, he ended up throwing his laptop away and it ended up in a, a what's it called like a dump or like a fucking a landfill mm. um, it's worth I think it's worth 21 billion right now no sorry 218 million that's how much it's worth so he's been asking the people in the landfill he's like look can I go and search for this and I'll give you like a cut of whatever and they're saying to him like no because the cost of it is going to be ridiculous and there's not a guarantee yeah. so last week he was like i literally give 50 percent of this to the whole town for covid if you let me search it and they're still like nah but like we really like can't let you do this sick now yeah i read oh. i thought there was a different story i read as well i thought that's what you're going to talk about a fella who's lost a password to his and he has like 50 million or something on it and he just doesn't know his password and apparently if you get it wrong so many times it just bricks the fucking hard drive whatever oh so jesus he's like, he's like i'll pay someone 10 million to fucking hack it for me and mm. he just can't no, nobody can do it. Like, this is impossible, right? Yeah, man. In 2017, right, my uncle in uh, South Africa, shout out to South African brethren. <laughs> yeah, South African. Nah, uh, uh, yeah, he done a course, right, in like cryptocurrency and all this. This was about the time Bitcoin was still relatively low compared to what it is now. Like, it was only like a thousand or something per coin or whatever. And he was like, oh, you know, these cryptocurrencies of the future, it does this course. And then he gets on to all of us, the entire family. And he's like, there's a new coin coming out. And it's gonna take off. You just need to invest in it early, right? So I had an internship at the time, like first time getting some proper dosh, and uh, it was my last paycheck as well because it was in August and the internship ended in August. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, what? I was like, this is the last bit of money I have before I go back to fourth year of college. I was like, I trust them, you know. I lash me three hundred quid that I have kept here into this new coin, and we buy some. It's called ATB coin, right? Now, cryptocurrency, now this lad convinced, family member convinced it's going to take off, telling everyone buy the fucking thing. See where this is going. Give me, give me, give me a figure, <laughs> give me a figure, throw a figure out there as to what you think the highest this coin ever reached. Yeah, uh, fucking, I don't know, a tenner maybe. It's <laughs> pretty fucking generous. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to say half, I'm going to say a fiver. <laughs> nah, right, this coin, the highest, this coin peaked peaked in fucking three years peaked at 0.2 cent <laughs> and at the moment it's 0.00001 fucking cent oh man i can't even make 10 cent back off the fucking coins i have it's like the only money you'll make in stocks is telling people what stocks to buy and giving advice mm. yeah it's yeah. fucking it's i i would never invest in stocks because like i i haven't a clue like i am completely clueless but Maybe I mean, he was yeah, just that's... scamming you because it's not like South African don't scammers, you know. South African yeah, scammers. well, he's actually English, so he could be, you know, his personal yeah. hatred ingrained <laughs> in him for the Irish. He might that just, could uh, be very you know. true. Yeah, yeah. It could be, uh, get him in the bin. 
That's, that's my bent done already for this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. Make <laughs> me lose that 300 fucking quid, Alan. It's been episode nine. No, no, no. Um, yeah, what we'll do, we'll probably just jump in. We have a good few questions here for you, Marcus. We're very interested. I mean, except Marcus. What would you prefer to be called, Marcus or Ryan? Man, either or is, is cool. Like, I know you're so... Ryan is, is cool. You know, no, man, just yeah, call, give, give, give him your intro two. name throughout the whole thing. Every time we say his name, we have to call him Marcus Woods, Woodsy, the boy wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Ireland that young fit in tramline hanging <laughs> off the decks. <laughs> yeah, no, but fuck oh. it. We get into it. So, yeah. as the people know, you know, a very esteemed audience, you know, like all yeah. all trees out there, they know. Okay. They know. Loyal big listener. love, big love. Love you all. Loyal listeners, Mwah. yeah. Each one of them, three kisses, one for each. Is. There you go. We had the boy Finch on back on, what was that, fucking episode four, three or something? episode four. Was it some man? Yeah, I'm sorry you had to put up with him for two hours. Yeah, man. What a prick. What a prick. Man. <laughs> Only my, my scarlet lover, as they say, you know. Big old yeah. Finchy. Love Finchy. <laughs> we had him, you know. And it was hugely successful. The people loved it. I it's loved it. second most popular It was. It was, it was a great podcast. Love Finch. And, you know, it was so successful. So there, no pressure there. Woods, you know, man, no pressure. Yeah, so we're high, high bar. High bar has been set. The same, if not I mean... <laughs> Finch and successful in the same sentence. I mean, you'd... Shots, fired. I don't know. <laughs> Shots fired here in the podcast. That's it. We've had two fifths of the Borna lads in the podcast now. You know what I mean? We're, we're on course to hit that five out of five. Well, I mean, if you get Bucko on, you'd be fucking, I don't know. Like, that, that's that's the impossible <laughs> challenge. I mean, I can't even get a response off that young fella sometimes. Like, getting them on the podcast, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nah, he's doing well. He's doing good. On this podcast, you know what I mean? Never say never. Yeah, if we get him on, then he knows what, what he thinks of you, then if he comes onto the podcast. <laughs> That's it. You. We're actually just trying to start like a civil war. We get each of on one by one and just be like, yeah. what, do, what do you think about the other lads, you know? And just hoping you say something. And then we <laughs> yeah, just we just only it. post that clip just exploit it now, I mean look that's, that's that's no problem with me I mean I've, we've been giving it to each other for like two and a half years now so you know nothing that's the yeah. way to do it that's the sign of a healthy relationship though isn't it it is you know definitely I mean? like throwing, openly... throwing man abuse and shade at yeah, each other yeah. you know bringing down that's it there you go every day personal attacks vicious personal attacks mm-hmm. on one another that's a sign of a true strong you should see friendship what, what gets said in this pre-game lobby if uh, a pre-game yeah, lobby man, pre- pre-game lobby <laughs> bit of search and strike no nah, man yeah search and destroy pre-game lobbies yeah. really is it's just destruction born and bred you can't even any flaw in your life or about you it's you're destroyed every day it will be brought up to you closest friends imaginable destroying one another daily that's the way to do it though that's what you want to hear at the podcast but yeah, so let's 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 jump into as the great Philip DeFranco says. Let's start from the beginning. What a what a what a reference. <laughs> yeah, big fan of the show, friend of the show, yeah. big Philly D. I'm sure he is. Yeah, so I mean, how did you start making music? Like, did you always have a passion for it, or was it just like because I know Philly yeah, was similar? Um, like, I always had a passion, then just decided one day I'm gonna do it. Were you similar? Yeah, like when I was a kid, um, when I was in primary school, which is probably about last year, like we all had to joined the, the the choir so it was an all boys school so i've been singing from like oh geez about like 10 to about i'd say 14 or 15 and then i remember down ty and ended up going into the irish youth music the irish youth music awards and forming a band with some of my mates and while i was doing that i was getting more like heavy into rap over like the last like two three years mm. and the whole like Stormzy phase was taking everyone over. So I'm in, I'm in like third year TY 
everyone here shut up by storms for the first time and thinks, holy <laughs> shit, I can freestyle, me included. So I spent, I'd say, the second half of third year writing raps thinking that I was going to be a rapper. Damn, and like it me. was it was absolutely like I'm I was oh I was trying to do this like fucking lyrical spiritual miracle you know like I'm only like 16 I've got nothing to talk <laughs> so eventually I had been listening to it so much that I was like why don't I just like make the music because I really appreciate the beat so I was like cool yeah. so I started uh, I started producing and I met Mattman he was also from Clondalk and met him through the Archive Music Awards and I fucking bombarded him with like a ton of questions asking him about his music and then we sort of like kept in touch after that and then that led to Eric with District and then I ended up meeting everybody from there but really it was kind of just like listening to music from like forever really like I've always had a passion for music but yeah I've always sort of jumped from like you know what do I want to do like I've never actually I, like I am not musically trained like I if you stuck a keyboard in front of me, I wouldn't have a clue. Like, guitar, no way. It's mm. just... But yeah, I guess, like, it's been since about 20, 2017, the end of 2017 I've been producing. And I started with, like, lo-fi hip-hop. The, the fucking, the beats with the, the girl, fucking writing at home, <laughs> yeah, with, you know, 24-hour <laughs> seven stream. And then it's it sort of morphed into this absolute mess of, like, ambient IDM experimental electronic i don't know whatever it is just whatever i'm doing now but um i've always kind of had a passion for it but i never thought that i end up making the music that i am today yeah so that's pretty exciting and when you were djing and producing all that stuff while in school like were you getting much attention yeah but kind of the, the negative way which is kind of yeah. like yeah like i started and i was just putting up these beats on like soundcloud and sending them to me mates and obviously, like, the are mates, you know, they're going to tell you, oh, this is great, man, this is brilliant. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool, like, I'll start, you know, putting them out public and everything. So I ended up uh, putting them out. I forget what, I think I just had them all, or, like, my, my normal name. And I ended up getting, like, a bit of stick for that. And I was like, ah, like, fuck that. So that's actually where Marcus Woods came from. I wanted to, like, think of a name that... Mm. Would like yeah yeah like there's there's not really much deep meaning to it. I just literally came up with it. And I was like, this sounds cool. Like mm. people are gonna look at that and say, hey, that's 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 a cool yeah. dude. Let me click on this guy. And remember, uh, yeah, sorry, I remember like thinking when I was like, his name is Ryan. I was ages ago. I was like, what do you mean his name is Ryan? I thought it was actually <laughs> Marcus Woods. Like, because it's such like a like it's a cool name. But I was, yeah, like, it could be easy to be someone's name. You know I, mean? I I don't know. I don't think that it's such a cool name. But like. I hear it and I'm like, surely there's no one in the world called Marcus Woods. Like yeah. it's it, to yeah. me, like it's such a it's such a cool, like it's a slick. I don't know, but um, yeah, it sort of worked. Like it kind of caught on. Like after I left school, it was kind of that whole sort of secondary school, like all boys mentality. So I was like, I wasn't really surprised. But uh, I mean, now it's just like, yeah, like I wouldn't ever expect anyone to like address me as Marcus Woods or anything like that like yeah. it's it's literally I just think of it literally just the name to release music under nothing more like yeah. no, no deep there or anything like that do you know what I mean yeah some people like artists doing that because I know Mac rest in peace when he did it he um, he produced under Larry Fisherman sometimes just to, yeah um, hide away to, I think I don't know why the reason I can't remember why he said it but yeah I know I suppose it's common enough for people to do that wouldn't it be just changing the names under I suppose you can like I don't know. Some like I don't know if you just don't want the fame or something like that. But I know yeah, it's, it's a different reason, I suppose. It's kind of like it was kind of like a security thing for me, and I can say the same for like a few other artists. You know, they'd probably like use the alias for that. Like, 
you know not not have to put their real name out there and yeah. be able to kind of not hide in a bad way but sort of like have this like mask do you know what I mean like like yeah. MF Doom yeah. again you know rest in peace but like you know mm. kind of to have that that like you know that mask to go and like make music on there but um yeah, like it, it's it's pretty common for a lot of people. Do you know what I mean? Like I know most of the artists I listen to, I know they're definitely not making it under their real names, or they have like an alias themselves. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, yeah. Eminem is not actually called Eminem. I mean, yeah, I didn't even think your name was you know your real name. It's like you you could be called something else for all I know. Yeah, man. What a front! His, his what a front! <laughs> yeah, as we established last week. <laughs> his, his actual name is Russian, Yeah. Um, I I just thought the likes of um, um Dutch I thought that was just his name. You know, when a baby just pops Christmas. out and he just looks like a Dutch of Eddie. Yeah, he looks like a yeah. Dutch Yeah, <laughs> big vibes, yeah. big vibes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like Africa, Office and Debo, they, they all just, they just look instantly like, you know, let's just call him Debo. Debo, that's that's just his name now. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair enough. I like that. It's a good explanation to that. Um, do you remember your first gig? Like, where, or where, like, what was it like and like, how did you get it? Yes, I remember. Um, after I got in touch with District, uh, Bobby Basil followed me and I started chatting to him and I ended up sending him a beat and he liked it. So he was playing a gig, I think it was at a cleavage club at the Chocolate Factory in town. So he was like, I need a DJ, do you want to come? And me, 17, completely like new to all this. I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Not knowing what the fuck to expect. So I get in and I just remember that moment, like walking up the stairs and just seeing a massive crowd of people wearing all these like crazy clothes fucking smoking up drinking like nothing wild not like project x shit just like yeah. all the stuff that like i see on instagram do you know what i mean like like because i'd be so used to just seeing like lads in clinlock and like north face tracksuits outside mcdonald's yeah, yeah, like yeah. It, this was completely different and i was like holy shit like i knew right then i was like this is what i want to do like this is like it's such a vibe and I remember playing that like it wasn't a crazy gig or anything like that. I just I was DJing for him for like half an hour and then I played a few tunes after. But uh, that was that was that was definitely like one of my favorite that I've ever played. Just just for the whole experience, like getting in for the first time and not knowing what to expect. And yeah. uh, it's it's it, it's it's the same with every gig. Like it's the same sort of crowd, same sort of vibe, and it's you know each time like it's it's as exciting. So I guess. If we get out of lockdown, probably have that same experience again, like walking in again, seeing everyone just being like, oh, it's, it's crazy, do you know what I mean? Yeah, because you've got a bit of a reset almost. Yeah, it's just like, even when I'm, oh, like, even when I was playing Tramon on a Thursday, look, I get that massive buzz going in, like, you know, like, sick to my stomach, but, like, in a good way. But, like, I can only imagine what it's going to be like the first night back, if there is a first night back. But, uh, ah, there will be eventually. Yeah. fucking hope so <laughs> people be going mental fiend for the music it's gonna be crazy yeah. because there's like a whole year of music that hasn't been played in the clubs yeah. that's ready to go so like as a DJ you're not gonna be playing that's the same exciting. tunes every week it's gonna be a whole year of just that's what I'm most yeah. excited for like completely just brand a good, new um, a lot of good music came out over the last year so, like, so yeah it's gonna be good yeah a lot like it's, it's been a shame yeah. though like a few albums like being delayed with COVID though that's that's you know that's been disappointing. Yeah, yeah, man. Certified lover boy, rest in peace. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, like somehow done his Achilles. Man and he's a, and, and he's able to shoot videos in, in Barbados, and he's complaining about a fucking leg injury. Yeah, stupid cunt. You don't need your oh. leg to record music, Drake. Like I, bum. I used to, I used to fucking when I'm in Stan Drake. Like I'm talking, I knew every word, every song. Yeah, and 
I remember when he was playing in the three arena, I think it was like 2016 or 17, I got the notification on my phone in school, like first class, like 8.45, mm. just broke down with the fucking tears, and I was like, holy shit, I'm going to see him. <laughs> now it's just like, you're a cringy motherfucker, like how the fuck did I listen to this cut like that much when I was younger? Like, oh man, certified lover boy, like how am I going yeah, like, to listen to that? The, the little heart he had in his hair and all. Oh, That's nah. what I was about to say, what is, what is going on there? Like, what, he had like a oh, range. With, like a love heart tonight. do you know what I thought that was real I was hoping it was real I think it was an edit now because he, he had put it up on a story and deleted it like ASAP but uh, yeah. I, I was hoping but to be honest for the moment I was like this is Drake maybe this is like real I don't yeah. know have to see I still think it is real like I just think he put it up and was like this is this is not it this is not the one and then just deleted it I, I still think it's real I'm under the impression that it's real it's well do you know what let's Let's just pretend it is real. Let's. I mean, I hope it's real. That'd be pretty cool. It's mad if we just started jumping genres like constantly. Like the, the freestyle with Heady one and all, man. I was just like this. The Heady one cool. track was incredible. Really? But all his other drill shit, in like my it. opinion, has been really poor. I thought, I thought the Heady so one track was. One track. I thought that was one of the best tracks of last year. I thought Heady one was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, Drake like for me, just it sounded so weird. It's like he was missing the pockets in certain parts that it just it didn't sound right some of his fucking bars I don't know I, I thought I thought for that one it sort of had like his twang like he wasn't trying to like I remember he did the he did that freestyle it wasn't with Charlie Puth it was it was with another UK media I forget who it was mm. and it sounded absolutely dire Charlie and Puth is he not the fucking he had that singer fire in the boot Charlie no Charlie Slot. <laughs> <Charlie Slot. laughs> <laughs> I knew, I, knew I, I was like I was like what I was like freestyle you just want attention I mean, yeah, he's on BBC One now. Yeah, he's, he's he's got them locked in. Mm. Um, yeah, I I thought though Drake kind of had that like he kind of had that presence on the heady one track, but then his other drill shit is just biting like yeah. heavily. I feel like with Drake, it's yeah. good that he's jumping genres, but like it's it's just it it's really kind of like yeah, you see this trend, you hop on it. Mm. You know, I'd I'd much prefer if Drake was to do an album of like just one sort of feel like yeah. even if it's like that kind of like sad like call your ex at 3am shit or like the shit that he did with future but yeah. i feel like that's why that's why a lot of people hated scorpion i feel like 24 oh, tracks man, you've weird. got fucking michael jackson on it do you know what i mean like mm. like there was some good it was, songs it was, on yeah. scorpion but like it was just like, especially so, it was after shop. it was like there was no theme to it or anything it was just like you don't know where the next nah, track is like, going to go he had because when he said he had that like side A, side B, and like mm. side A is going to be rap and side A is going to be R&B, I was like, yeah. all right, I was like, I, I can get into this. But I still feel there was like a bit of like, you know, the dust hadn't settled with uh, Pusha T and The Child. Yeah. So maybe I reckon that, I, I thought as well, like if that hadn't happened, I think maybe the like general reception of the project would have been a lot better. I think just because like people, like just because that came out like less than a month ago, it was an excuse to be like, you know, man, this is Drake project, you know, it's not good. Yeah. But uh, I guess we'll never know. But I guess to me, like I haven't really gone back to it. Like there's been like six, seven tracks maybe. But I mean, I listened to that Michael Jackson track and I think, what the fuck were you doing? Like, oh my god. Yeah, no, I definitely haven't gone back to it. I, just, <laughs> I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Like, yeah. I love him. I think I think views for me was just like the most vibes of an album from Drake. I just think there was so many. He was very good. You could just throw on. It's just it's just a vibe. The whole album is just a vibe. 
It is. That's that's what like I remember listening to that like while I was like trying to write raps, and I was like, this is definitely the vibe that I want to be on. But yeah. then eventually, I like got to appreciate the production more. Like Obio Forty, I genuinely reckon he's one of like the best producers in the world, and he's he's just he's so underrated. Like people, the fact that people don't consider him like in the top five for like best producers in the world right now, mm. like absolutely baffles me. Isn't it's, it like he only works with Drake? Yeah, he I, I think so. Else, he said it's like it's just Drake and that's it. I mean, if he does, that's pretty cool. But yeah, uh, I think I saw I, an interview I'm... with him or something like that, and he was like, he's the only person he's ever going to work with is Drake, and that's it. Do you know what? I'm on my laptop now. I want to check this because I'm actually like OVO. It's 40. not a bad artist to solely work with. Them. No. Oh no! It's it's, it's, it's from lockdown. Right <laughs> just money, yeah. guaranteed money. I like them more life. In fairness, I actually liked more life. More life was pretty good. Yeah, he's worked with uh, he's worked with Action Bronson. Has he? He's worked with Beyonce, ASAP Rocky, Nas, Usher, Tiger. I think he's like I think I think I think these are like one or two tracks now. Um, and Action Bronson, he co-produced a track on he co-produced Acting Crazy. Yeah, and then Beyonce, yeah, that was a Drake track. Um, yeah, pretty much he's just been working with Drake or like OVO in general. But uh, that that that's pretty cool. Half half truth for myself, half truth. I know you were, you were, you were right. It's all right, man. Don't worry. I feel like I'm got, actually, actually, actually. Um. My whole, whole position on this podcast has been diminished. Just whips out I'll be leaving now. Like, goodbye. Kyle is Satan in. fucks. Yeah. I've been exposed as a fraud. My whole life is a fraud. Yeah. Right. Um, this podcast is never getting the scene the light of day. Kyle exposed. Yeah. Um, in regards to the burner records how did you come to know the lads so um because i had that connect with eric from district um he started a label called district recordings so i think finch was saying the same it was myself finch new sense mythical grim and leo miyagi mm. we were all bunched into this and i think finch named the dj one night and I'd been texting him because he was he was the only one other than Leo who was like con- consistently like texting me back. The others were like really busy, and Finch was just a sound out of all of them. So I was like, "Here, I'll, I'll send you a few beats." So then sent him a few beats. He needed a DJ. So I remember he was walking in the Eilac. He was walking in Tiger. So I went in five minutes before our shift closed, and we rocked up to one of the gigs and we played there. I think we were supporting. Who was it? Double Screen was there. I forget who else was there. Um, God, I'm not going to try to remember. It'll probably come to me later on. But we had been gigging and working together. And then in October, um, I think it was 2017, the whole thing sort of disbanded. Like, Eric was onto his own thing. All the other artists, it was very hard to, like, get everyone in the same room at the same time to plan shit. So everyone sort of disbanded. And we had all been in a group chat from, I think, about... March or April, because I was playing a gig in the show from the 18th, and I wanted all of them on the support bill. So Finch, uh, local boy, Sick Manly, and Arbu, they all live like really close. We all live really close to each other, so like we knew each other from a while back. So once we had disbanded, um, local boy and Sick Manly had sort of disbanded from their label too. So I guess all of us were just like, you know, why don't we just start a label ourselves? Like, why we can do this ourselves, no problem. And I was thinking, like, we're not going to take this serious. But then about two, three days later, we had, like, a logo mock-up. We had, like, everything ready. We had a plan for a launch party. Yeah. 
and I guess the rest is just history. Like we're just, just you know, birth of Borna Records. We're currently like a phoenix now. We're currently turned to ashes at the moment because we're trying to rebrand, get the logo, get everything, get the releases sorted. You know, I'm looking at you, Adam. Like, please, please release something. <laughs> but uh, we should be, we should be, we should be back rock and rolling. I'd say next month, hopefully. Yopa. There we go. Yeah, man. Sure. Remember, we got the, we got the little the little the little information from Finch about his, his drops. Yeah. Right, in, in the after, the, what what the, the post lobby? We have the pre-game lobby, the post-game lobby. Yeah. I mean, chatting. you've probably got more information than I have. Cause I, <laughs> I haven't a fucking clue at the moment. Don't worry, I'll tell you after. It's kind of weird because like none of us. We always every time someone has like a track ready, it's always like right, guys. We should have like a release calendar ready, and no one contributes. And then about a month later, it's one of us is like. Oh yeah, by the way, I'm like I'm dropping this like next week. Yeah. Like me, I have a single coming out on my friend's label in America and that's coming out in March. So it's just like, oh yeah guys, I'm releasing on this label next month or sorry, in March. Hmm. And I think Finch gave me a release date for one of his singles. Uh classified information. Yeah man. So that's a uh, post game blockbuster uh, stuff, yeah. Yeah, I won't, I won't, I won't, uh, I won't say it at the moment, but uh, very, very soon, very soon. Yeah. And it's that much of a surprise that I actually haven't even heard the track yet. I have to get it off, so, you know, big, yeah, big things expected. Either, so. And how did uh, Milk Teeth come about? Was that just Tilly's <laughs> just chatting back but, and forth? Uh, yeah, I remember uh, he was walking on Bucky's Pence, and... I was like, I want to contribute to this in some way. Yeah. And I remember getting this uh, this synth, uh, I just like VST. I forget what it was called, but it had this like really weird sort of sound. It's like the with that sound. And yeah, I remember man. playing like one note, and that was going off, and I was like, grand. So I just add drums. Like it took me, I'd say, the bare bones of ten minutes to make. Yeah, it's so good. And as well. I just fired it over to him. I then, think that beat with just cheers, it, like the flow he he hits on that is just so fucking good. Yeah. Oh, he, he nailed it. Like, right, yeah, he fucking killed it. He did. Yeah, it was. Because like, I'm not gonna like force this, and like, I, I love this. Like, you listen to it once, you know that way, and you see what hits. And force listen. Yeah. That that was the thing that stood out to me the most. Just that beat. That. I was just like, I've never heard anything like this. Like, <laughs> this yeah, like just... it was. It was weird for me because I'm I'm so used to making tracks and having like so much going on. Yeah. That to make this for Finch, like I, I didn't even consider that being finished. I was like, oh, here's like a rough draft of what I'm doing, and Finch liked it, so I was like, okay, like if you want to use that, then that's that's let's roll with it. I'm happy. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, props to him. He killed it. Like it was oh, literally, I'd say, the whole oh, EP yeah. itself was like big, big step. Like really, really proud of him for that. So, yeah. hopefully, he's got another EP or something in the works. Or if he tells me he does, that'll be great. I think yeah. he does. I hope he does. Mm. I'm not sure if he does. I'll have to find out I if he does. Remember. I can't remember. <laughs> I remember, I remember. <laughs> I mean, he probably have more information than I do, so, you know, we'll have yeah. to... So we're the official communication party for Burner Records. You know? <laughs> He's all just tell us stuff individually and then we have to pass it on to the other members for you. Yeah, the there we go. We're the medium. The unofficial official podcast of the Burner Records. There you go. Unpaid you can add that to your slogan, Craig, that you get off every fucking episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What slogan you mean? Pop talk, shy talk. Ah, yeah, of course, that one. of course, yeah. the same. I'm really, I'm the, really the same slogan one. I've not once uttered <laughs> after nine yeah. episodes. Not once. I mean, you can come up with a slogan for for Bruno Records. You know, we're we're struggling for that. Yeah, Craig has one. I think every oh. slogan you can come up with is just pop talk, shy talk, any talk. <laughs> so if you're happy with yeah. that, you feel free. That's there we go. I don't mind saying it every episode. <laughs> um, 
or the yeah, Trust Us Arabu is part of this record label. <laughs> Shots for it, Arabu. Everyone needs to come on yeah, next. That's, I still <laughs> get him on the podcast, though. He'll just come on to respond to Ryan. Yeah, that's it. Well, no, he does, he does have a lot of music in the chamber, and it is sounding very good. Yeah. Very, very good. So, he has music there, so it's it's just a waiting game at this point, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm sure he must be a busy man, you know? He's a very busy man. He is. He's, he's probably the most productive guy I know. It's like... Every second is like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just uh, just busy there, uh, meditating there in the coffee shop, you know, just uh, uh, doing my drawings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's like, bro, get to the laptop, you know, release some music, like, come on. Yeah. Productive and all the wrong ways. I know, he's, he's doing well, he's a productive bloke. I wanted to actually know, because you mentioned that, I know you're actually big into rap, you like rap like myself and Kyle too. Um, yeah. Who's your, like, inspirations when it comes to. Let's say, or who, do you, who are you listening to at the moment? Who am I listening to at the moment? Ooh, um, a lot of Playboy Carty after yeah. his album. Yeah. Do you know what? I just fucking knew it. I knew you'd say that. <laughs> I just know. Because I like do. I'm, 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 just, I'm just one of them guys. It's like, yeah, yeah, Playboy Carty. Um, yeah. I like it. I like his new album. I think that the hype for that album was so big that the only way he could have had everyone like it is if it had surpassed Michael Jackson's entire discography or <laughs> something like that. I feel like the hype was way too like blown yeah, out of proportion. I think it was just like destined to fail like because of, oh, absolutely. Uh, like, it's just the anticipation for it was just too much that it was always going to fail regardless That's of what un- it was. Yeah, it's not really fair on him because mm. no matter what I've... you put out people are going to no, like it was um... expectations. Exactly. Like, it was always going to be one of the most, like, easily, like, probably this most scrutinised album I've ever, like, seen being hyped up. Yeah. Um, I liked it, though. I thought it was good. And I felt like, because that album, like, there were so many leaks for the last two years. Like, I remember watching a podcast, and I was an interview, and it was with Pierre Bourne, who was, like, was mostly his producer. And he was saying that the reason why he gets leaks so much is because people just hack into his google drive so he stopped using that since so he was working on the the beat for uh kid cuddy the one that leaked last year yeah and the producer that he was working with he said listen whatever you do do not send this via email or google drive because if you do and the guy was like oh i've just sent it there <laughs> and 10 minutes later the whole thing had just completely leaked <laughs> so i mean i remember he i think i think he playboy Cody was like playing a gig last year and he was like i got this new shit and he starts playing it yeah and everyone fucking knows the words everyone's singing the lyrics like unreleased oh. everyone's fucking singing the lyrics that's mad i was glad though that like none of the leaks were on the album but i feel like there's two completely different sides now because he, he says he's dropping it deluxe and you've got half of the people saying oh we want all the leaks we want all the leak shit on it and then you've got half the people saying no no we don't want any of the leaks we want yeah, the new shit new stuff, yeah, yeah. so he's he's like a slave to his fans and it's 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 yeah. kind of sad to see you know like no matter what he releases like you said like no one is going to be happy so yeah. i feel for him i really do but it's, it's like a double-edged sword no matter what he there does, you go fun. feel bad because kid cuddy was the that was a chilling that was a it was it was that was pretty if good. he had to just actually manage to release that without leaking then that would have been that would have been great like I don't even think that was actually his song. I think that was um, it was Young Nudie. He featured on that song. Oh really? Which was actually crazy. Yeah, like I think Playboy Cardi featured on that song, which is kind of crazy because the other dude, like, you never hear his verse on the leaks. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I never, I didn't know that. 
yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that. But yeah, no, he's um Playboy Carty. Is there anyone else besides Playboy Carty that you're listening uh, to? I've got back into Brent Fayaz there. Who else have been listening to? Uh, Madlib, waiting for his album to come out. Bicep, actually, that's Bicep's album, my friend Friday, is going to be fucking incredible. Like, the singles they've been putting out are, like... It's just so much different to like their old music, and it's like a really big breath of fresh air because I was worried that they were still gonna go. I wouldn't necessarily say techno, I'd say kind of like it's like it's it's like that similar vibe to glue, and I was kind of afraid they were gonna kind of play it safe with that. But like a lot of their new singles, they're sounding like very airy, they've got like the backing vocals, they've got everything. So mm. I'm hoping this album will be pretty good. Um, I've been listening to The Neighborhood, I got into them, my girlfriend got me into them last week. Basically, fucking Tesco version, 1975. <laughs> uh, Kanye, The Streets, Daniel Avery, Slow Thigh. Just... I'm just, just, just Kanye's listen. gospel? Gospel oh. journey. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's oh, bad, crap. isn't it? It's, it's fucking terrible. It's, oh, I don't know what he's... Do you know what's crazy? He was actually the executive producer of the Cardi album. Yeah. And he's on all that gospel shit, but like... Uh, Cardi put out merch uh, three weeks ago for his uh, for his album, and it was all this like satanic like mm. fucking shit, like pentagrams <laughs> everywhere, like devils and demons, and the whole internet was just like, how the fuck did Kanye let that slip? Yeah, yeah like, I I don't even just destroying but, his entire uh, new gospel image. Like, I was I was actually listening to him today. I was listening to Jesus for the first time in a while. So there you go. I don't know, he's just, he took a turn somewhere along the line, can't you? Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. A but... turn. What a shit, it's sad. Oh, it, it, it's, a, it's a shame. I, I hope he does, I hope he does. He needs to just get back on, get back on his bullshit. Take I think it's cool though. graduation days and the college dropouts. I think it's cool with Kanye though, because like, he's, every single album he's got is like a different vibe. So like, you've got like, Jesus King, he's on his gospel shit. And then you've got Yay and Kitsy Ghost, he's on his like mental health shit. You've got Jesus, he's on his experimental shit. Like I feel like that's really like you've got to look at him as an artist and like rank him as like one of the best artists to do it, just simply yeah. because all of his albums are different. When you ask someone what's his best album, like you're always gonna get a different response. Yeah. I and you can't really disagree at the same time because all of them are like up there a lot, so you know you got I gotta respect them for that, do you know what I mean? He's also the fucking king of announcing albums and never releasing them. Oh, I hate that. Like, fucking Yandy just constantly. Oh. So, remember even fucking Kim. Kim Kardashian was tweeting about the release date for it as well. She's like, oh, next month, next month. I was like, hopefully. I was like, I, I, I wouldn't really trust her as like a reliable source. But I was like, it's not coming from his mouth. Like, it has to be. And then, wake up, nothing happens. Cool. He just, just moves on. Is it Literally, nothing? everyone was waiting for it as well. Like, after midnight, straight away, <laughs> where is it? Nothing. Next day, where is it? Is it dropping today at all? Still nothing. No, everyone disappointed. It was the same for it was the same for Yay. I remember in twenty eighteen because I was heading up to AVA Fest with the District Gang. Yeah, and it had passed five a.m. and he hadn't dropped. And I was like, right, brilliant. He doesn't drop. So we did a we did our like podcast there. Um, we were waiting for a few hours for the festival to open, and with that, it just drops out of completely like just thin air. Just yep, seven tracks. There you go. So he, he is a bit unreliable for, you know, releasing stuff like that, mm. but I suppose good. when you're of his stature, fair enough, you can do that shit. You know, you can get away with it, but just don't do it. Don't keep doing it. I mean, I mean, Kanye, yeah, speaking just, to you now, friend of the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kanye West listening right now. <laughs> big, big fan, big fan. Kanye the fourth West. listener. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> yeah. 
Kim's gone now. Come on, get the yeah, well, Shout out Kanye and Jeffree Star. Wishes all the best. Wishes all the best. That yeah, was just mad. Jeffree Star so will weird. just have a, a feature in the next album. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what he's I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. But realistically, man, if if I, you think it couldn't get any worse, but then Jeffree Star feature, it just got worse. <laughs> just gone backwards. Yeah, I want to ask you as well. What's your sort of uh, dick like? How do you when you start writing the beats and things like that? What's your creative process like? Because like uh, I've, I've messed around with the old, you know, the old garage bands and things like that. And yeah, like, I get the most fucking ridiculous, stupid beats in the world, <laughs> and I'm like, how do people do this? And like, there's no way. It's possible to make a beat ever. I can never make a beat because, like, I'm like, this is. I spent about two yeah, hours on this, crap. and this I'm producing this shit. Like, this is what I come up with. Just like one drum every like fucking three beats, and then it's just a little weird do 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 in the middle of it, and I don't get it. It it seems like the most impossible thing in the world to me to be able to create a fucking a a, a, a beat. A yeah, beat like I I agree with you in that sense that like when I make tracks, um, structure and like actually kind of making how the beat goes <clears throat> is my biggest downfall because I can no problem like make a 16 or 30, 32 bar loop mm. and have all these like you know all this shit going on but when it comes to like a structure that's when it really like you know gets tough for me so I'm still kind of learning over the last two years like how do I structure this shit like you know and it, it does seem so easy like but uh, I think with me and like my mindset it's just kind of like don't have it and repeat you've got to have shit change constantly constantly which yeah. is kind of like again, but going back to the milk teeth beat, like that was so weird for me because it was like the sim- It was like intro verse, chorus verse, outro, like grand five, yeah. six elements. But when it comes to like my own music, I have to have like ninety six billion sounds going on. Yeah. Or if there is like only a few sounds going on, they have to be like you know changing every few seconds. So I guess in terms like the creative process then as well, like. I know there's this whole mentality with producers to like, you know, make as much music as you can, you know, stay up all night, you know, wake up in the morning, you got to grind. And I slipped into that mentality and I just completely burnt out. And I learned from then, I was like, I don't have, there's no one holding a gun to my head right now saying, you've got to make X amount of beats or, you know, whatever. So if I, if something doesn't work for me, I just walk away from the laptop and I do something that's like completely like relevant to music. You know, if I'm, Playing the Xbox, going on a run. Yeah, exactly. Like, because I feel like with a lot of producers, like, you've you've got to be in that, like, right mentality. You know what I mean? You can have, like, a great idea in your your mind for a beat or a track. But if you're not in the right mentality, you know, it's it's just just not going to work. And if it does, like, it's not going to work for long. So I obviously understand that, like, a lot of people have different creative processes and I can respect that. But I guess for me, it's just take your time, like, if it doesn't work, that's fine, go back to it later, or start something new, you know, don't, like, don't fuck yourself up trying to, trying to make this, you know what I mean, like, it'll, it'll come true, like, just patience. Yeah. And is that sort of the, the mantra you followed for uh, self-portrait? Yeah, like, self-portrait went through, Jesus, like, <laughs> I'd say, like, three or four or five different, like, drafts of just, like the whole the whole theme of the album completely changed. Like yeah. at the start, it was this loud, abrasive, distortive, like crazy fucking sound and beats. And then at the end, it's just this like ambient soundscape, like forty three minutes. Um, 
I guess that too kind of played into like what was going on in my life during the creative process and like how it kind of slowly slowly turned into this like like sort of soft like ambient like lush sort of project from this like angry abrasive yeah like yeah but um how I'm feeling as well definitely plays a part in like what beats I make because if I'm feeling down like I'm not going to be going and making some like fucking crazy trap beat do you know what I mean and if I'm and if I'm feeling happy like I'm not going to be making this like really like down tempo droney ambient piece so I guess like emotion as well really does play into your creative process like how you feel Mm. yeah that's good that makes sense in a way um when I actually read, um, I know, was I was this with self portrait that you lost a lot of the, the work itself. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I was reading it. Um, as you said, me and Kyle are always very prepared as ever <laughs> yeah, from the previous podcast. Yeah, you know, always, always uh, on point. <laughs> Preparation's uh, key. From what I know, um, your walk was it the college you were walking to, and a kind of monster burst in your bag. Walking the college, monster spilled yeah. my bag. Get into the lecture, open the ma- open the laptop up. Yeah. All this like error code shit going on. I had to literally walk out of the lecture, and just I fucking broke down because I had so much shit saved on that for like two years. It was mm. sort of a sentimental thing as well because like I had made everything on that laptop. Yeah, and it was just sort of like it was it was it was the biggest blow I've had like in music. And the funny thing was, I actually got it working like three or four days later. And I just said, you know what, like, I'm just going to delete everything because I'm already after sort of accepting that everything's gone. Yeah. And I'm in this whole new mentality. I know it's like really short, but I was in this whole new mentality of, right, I need to start again. This is po- this is a sign that like I need to completely change what I'm doing. You know, I have a chance to just do this because I already I had ordered a MacBook at the same time because I needed like a better piece of hardware for playing live because the laptop that I had just wouldn't run so it was really like a spur of the moment like just delete everything thing and the laptop's still sitting in my room right now just keep it as a little treasure trove yeah like I don't, well, I don't even know where the yeah. microphone sorry I don't even know where the, the charger is so I guess it's not like <laughs> it's not it's, it's not it's, it's happening with that now ornament <laughs> there we go being said, uh, a massive traumatic experience. What's uh, your favorite monster? Favorite monster? Ooh. Yeah. Uh, have you tried the black one? We're asking the real questions now. <laughs> yeah, well, I haven't. People really want to know. The um, the the uh, brand new. It's like a. Today. It's unreal. It's like Cherry the white one, it? but it's nicer. Yeah, it's it's literally mm-hmm. like the white will be close second, like if not joint. Um. <sighs> The black one is incredible, and if anyone is listening to this right now, like, do yourself a favor, go down to the shop, get yourself a can of the black cherry monster, and just there you go. You know, monster. If you want to reach yeah, out with sponsorship or anything like that, it's like there's a session <laughs> out, and everyone's invited. That's that's exactly how it is. <laughs> Avid monster fans here in the show, monster. If you're, if you're feeling generous, I seen, I heard they they discontinued a few of the flavors though. Oh, did they? They discontinued the uh, they discontinued the Lewis Hamilton one. Oh, they discontinued the two coffee ones and they discontinued the one with the yellow M. Yeah. The 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 other tree like fucking shite, but the Lewis Hamilton one I was a bit upset about. That was a bit of a loss. I've never had the Lewis Hamilton one. It just never appealed to me. Yeah. Uh, no. It just tastes like a sweet shop. Oh really? Yeah, it's just like yeah, fucking like American the, sweets. 
I, I think my favorite is probably the pink one. But if you're talking ultra, oh, then sorry. I like the I like the I like the green. I like the green. But I like the classic blue. Oh, you fucking psychopath! What the hell? The black can with the blue. The blue. Stripes. The green. The blue. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, well, I don't really like the white. One. What is going Frank, on? He's about to walk Are off the fucking show. Get your shit together. I don't really like the white one. To be honest. What? Yeah. See, Are his taste buds broken. Feel, he himself right? is broken, oh so my yeah, association is taste buds. Must Do you know what? Okay. It's all right. Do you know what? Everyone, everyone has their. It's, all, it's like I said with the Kanye albums. Everyone has a different opinion, but Monster, you know, you're not always gonna have like the yeah. Sorry about that. I, I can understand. I can understand. So already he's exposed me for being a lawyer and just exposed you for being a freak. <laughs> <laughs> this, this man is single-handedly just destroying us on our own podcast. As he cracks up. <laughs> yeah, man, he's loving it. He's loving oh, it. He's just that? chilling back. Chilling back, cracking the cans and destroying us. That's all you said today. Trying to pour this Guinness, like... I don't want to end up in shit London Guinness Uh, now. He knows he's just killed us both, so he's just pouring one out for the homies at the moment. (laughs) He's pouring one out. Pouring out for the boys. Rest in peace, Arbil. You know you you said you actually managed to get the work back a few days later, but then made the conscious effort... Sorry, conscious decision to delete the stuff off. Was that like... um, It sounds like a bit of an impulsive decision. That's something I can resonate with. Like I'm very impulsive. I am. Um, I am the most impulsive person. Like I am. Yeah. Like my girlfriend. Every time she like she's like you are so impulsive. Like when it comes to buying things, when it comes to just like I remember I was out in town one day, and I was like, do you know what? I'm gonna get a fucking tattoo. And I just walked into the ink factory, got it done. I remember I woke up one morning. I was like, I'm gonna get my septum pierced. I woke like I'm very, I'm impulsive, but I guess at the same time, oh. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Like I'm just, I'm just very impulsive. Yeah. Like that, <laughs> that tattoo story. When I went for my the job I'm in now, I went for an interview with it in town, and um, I don't know where I was. I think what was I doing? I was walking down. Um, I don't know which one the tattoo was. It was some random one in town. And I was like, you know what? I was literally just finished the interview. Walked by a tattoo place and walked in and got one, like straight away. Yeah. So I, that's why. <coughs> that's why I, li- I kind of like that story. Because I was like, I, that's something I'd fucking do. I'm like, you know what, I'm just deleting it. And then two minutes later, I was like, oh. Did you regret when you did that? When you got rid of everything off it? Nah. Nah, no, definitely not. Because it was definitely like a... It was something that I could like write. Like, you know, yeah. I'm able to work off a brand new canvas. Like, I'm very impulsive. But I feel like that helps me stem inspiration from mm. random things. Yeah. Mm. Like, I can... I'm open to, like, new things. Do you know what I mean? I'm not like... I wouldn't be restricted to, like, the one sound. If there's something... You know that sounds really weird. I might want to include it on a track, but um, I guess with the whole deleting everything, it was sort of a, like right. You have a chance. Like I guess at that time as well, like everything was really going south for me. Like I remember I was working in River Island for like I think it was like a year and a half, two years. I was going absolutely shy. I was starting college, and we went there for the first week and freshest week, and you can tell obviously what happened and. I guess we had been stuck in that mentality for like, let's say like a month or two with all my mates. I was had I had a residency in Galway in electric every week. I'd go up every Tuesday night, come back on the Wednesday morning at like six, go into college then a few hours later. Yeah. Uh, me and my ex broke up. That's mad. That's and I just, I was hit with like a lot of like just anxiety in general. Like I became really anxious and just like depressed in general. I wouldn't leave my bed. And all this kind of happened at the same time with my laptop breaking. So I guess like, with everything going on, I was like, right, 
this is a hundred percent the science that I need to just switch up what I'm doing and take inspiration from what's going on now and just like try like turn that into sound, like turn that into music and that's that's pretty much what I did. Like that's really cool because I feel like a lot of people would just be like, just accept it. <laughs> well, accept yeah, I, I, mean, well, I, just I did. I did for like a month or two. Like, don't get me wrong. I was like, I remember from November to December, I didn't fucking leave my bed. I was mm. like in, I don't know what I was doing. And I would go out like every, well, obviously I'd be out like every Thursday for tram line. The only time I'd be getting out of bed is to go out with my mates and just drink hands or do whatever. Yeah. And I remember... Like, I was close with Silent Ghost, like Michael, and I remember I'd been chatting to him, and he became one of my really close friends, and I went to his for New Year's Eve, and we were uh, cooking up, and we made, like, two tracks, and I just broke down, I was like, this is, like, the first piece of music I've made in, like, two, three months, I feel incredible. Yeah. And then we went to the Bernard Shaw, and very, very forgettable night, but I guess from then, he sort of been my rock, like, he was a huge inspiration kind of like a, basically like you know get the fuck out of bed and make music like yeah. get on with your life do you know what I mean like you can't stay in this like spot like you have to you have to be somewhat productive do you know what I mean so uh, like say, like fair play to him like if, if he you know didn't kind of help me with that like I don't think self-portrait would have happened I would doubt I'd be still making music at this point so yeah, I owe a lot of it to him so shout out shout out yeah goes. big up Simon Ghost man He's still shit though. Like I fucking hate his music. <laughs> but, like, yeah. Yeah, that, that's fair. That's very fair. Um, I can't remember. I'm down blank. Kyle, I'll go, man. Out. I'll go, man. Yeah. I want to talk about the old, the old Kickstarter. Yes. Which is, oh yes. Man, what what was your reaction to that week? Like oh. how that just sort of fucking took off. Well, now it's like. Where are my vinyls? Because I'm waiting for the. Yeah, man, I was company. thinking the same thing. Where's oh, my vinyl? That's the only um, reason I got you on. I was like, okay, I'm getting this cunt on live on the podcast, and I'm gonna, the gonna slate him. Where's me fucking vinyl? And uh, me colour book. Where long, are they? Long story short, someone in their factory got COVID in the seven-inch press room. Yeah. And ended up going into the twelve-inch press room. That got delayed. Brexit is playing a part in it, so they should be in my hand for next month. Mm. I'm hoping that they are. Yeah, no, but, but follow um, the updates. Like, you're very forthcoming anyway with the information. Yeah. Does, has, well, anyone like, been, I was, has anyone been like, uh, like, where the fuck are they? You know, just getting annoyed? No. Just like, it's, it's only, well, everyone who follow like, 90% of the people on the Kickstarter are, like, either mates of mine or follow my social media, so they all know what's going on. Yeah. But, like, obviously, I didn't update the Kickstarter because I just completely forgot about it. And I was like, well, everyone sees my updates on social media. Yeah. So, we had the people who didn't follow my social media they were like hey is there any update like where's my vinyl so i had to explain to them i was like you know look big production delay you know completely out of my hands but i'm still like really sorry about this if you want a refund like let me know i'll probably say no to you because i can't really get a refund for it but like but no the in- <laughs> the initial reaction though was like fucking i remember it was the first day and we hit 25 percent, and i was like oh my god like yeah. w- this is actually like it wasn't even like I get it, like I know it's like sort of like a charity. Not even, well, not a char. It's sort of like it's one of them websites, but I didn't want it to be to come across as like a charity thing. It was more sort of like, hey, listen, you can pre-order it. If we hit the target, cool, you get it. If not, no one gets charged. We yeah. move on. So it was it was really just a security thing for people. So yeah. we needed three grand. We got three thousand seven hundred, and I was like, 
Jesus Christ, like mind blown. Like mm. I remember the album came out and we still needed like 15% to go and it was a week out till it hit it. And mm. I was like, we're not going to do this. And I think in a day we hit like 20% more and I was like, this is like, Jesus Christ. Like I have the test pressings on me right now. Yeah. And to hear like my music on wax is, is still sort of I'd like... i it's mad, isn't it? I, I only played it like three times because it just, it feels... It's so weird, like That's, to yeah, hear I, I think, it on like, the record player. Vinyls, I just saw. I just, it's, it's so weird. It's just like such a like, it doesn't even make sense. Like, but it's like such just like a, a luxurious item. You know, what I mean, you think of vinyls and you just think Absolutely, of like, yeah. like this is just, it's out of touch. I shouldn't have this. This should just to be a have thing. like, just to have my music in physical form. Like, mm. it's just, it's, it, it, oh, I can't even explain it. Like, it's, it's, but it wouldn't be possible without everyone else. Like, if no one else, you know, supported that, like I. You know, we would have moved on from the album, that's it. But yeah. I really do it out all to like every single person who backed it. And there are going to be more vinyls. Like, I think 106 of them are taken. And then I've got about 20 or 30 to send out to people for press, you know, all that. Like, yeah. And then I've got about 50 or 60 that we're going to sell. So as soon as the vinyls. And gents, get on that fucking go. shit when they drop. So mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, when they come, we'll be able to sell 50, 60 of them. You know, mm. if you want to buy one, there you go. You go, Craig, because Craig never played. Just I'd like to call him out, Craig. Oh, I'm like exposing, what are you like doing, Craig? Here, <laughs> now he called me a fraud. So you know, I have to, I have to expose you fraud. as the fraud you are. Get him oh, off. Yeah. <laughs> See, new co-host next week after this, kept, this revelation. Yeah, you see, he's real quiet there. Wasn't even talking about that Kickstarter. We got him. Don't worry, we got him. Oh, I was gonna give give our props for uh, supporting local talent, but now. Don't what care. you are because I called you out I don't get the props I don't need your props you fraud <laughs> get the props off the real people you know what I mean yeah <laughs> but um, yeah no looking forward to that anyway it's such mad though how did you come up with like the contents for it like what made you say like you know we throw a colouring book in here now like oh literally just like because I, ha- I was like I can either sell a vinyl on its own for like 20 quid. Yeah. But everyone has that, like, you know what I mean? Mm. So I was like, hold on. Why don't I just like, because I, I was I was really into, I think the 1975, they, for their album, they had 24 tracks and they got like all these different visual, like artists and designers to make videos. Yeah. And they just said, here, do whatever the fuck you want. So it was left with like 14 of these like wacky fucking videos. So I was like, why don't I try to do that for the vinyl? Mm. So I was like, hey, I just like hit up 10 Irish artists, like most of them are mates, a few of them I'd only met for like the first time. And I was like, look, I'll commission you, just draw whatever comes to mind when you listen to this track. Like, and loads of them were like, oh, do I draw this? Do I draw that? And I was trying to, you know, say, listen, like anything you want, like yeah. if you could literally draw like a fucking dick or something like that, and I'd still be like, cool, that's what you interpret <laughs> yeah, as a track, I'll fucking want. stick that in. That's what the people want. So yeah, like track three and track seven are these like long fucking bony dicks. <laughs> Uh, I think track seven is a few pubes, but like, yeah, that's that's just what the artist interpreted. <laughs> yes, that was a collaborative effort. That's what we want. No, because I remember yeah. when I saw that in the list, I was like, I'm all over. I was like, I was gonna do it anyway, but the coloring book yeah, just I wanted solidified to... this. I was like, this is brilliant. I was like, a coloring book is so yeah, it was I wanted just so to. Good. I wanted to give people like extras with it as well, because like a vinyl on its own, that's cool. But like, mm. I guess that it was kind of as well, just like to get them to sell, because I mean, like you're going to be more inclined to buy the vinyl for 20 quid if you see it comes with like an extra and like stickers and all that shit. so yeah. 
I mean, I wanted people to have something, you know, that would be like, oh, deadly, like I have a book with it as well, you know, I have the vinyl, like it folds out, you know, it's got my name on it. And that's as well, like I wanted the vinyl to have every single person's name yeah. who backed it on it because like it wouldn't be possible without them. So when you open up the vinyl and you take out the, the vinyl itself in the sleeve, it's got the names of every single person, like all 106 of them. Yeah, man, that's really cool. So that was that was definitely like yeah, that was remember, really cool to have. Remember you messaged me like when you were messaging everyone on Kickstarter about the name, and I was like, "What do I say here?" I was like, "I don't know this lad to give him just some stupid fucking ridiculous <laughs> name." You know that I had in my head. I mean, you I was, could have. I, I still like, stick ah, it down. I was just like, ah, yeah, just go with the, just go with my name, my actual name. Could give like yeah, you know a big dick. Big Dick Garten or something mad like that. Just imagine that someone <laughs> completely random. What do you want me to put on this for you? Just, uh, just call me Big Dick Coil or something. Nah, can't be. And do you know that. what? I would have stuck it on the vinyl anyway. I probably would have sent them a free one just, just for, just for fucking. <laughs> There you go. You know next time, people. You know what I mean. Do you know what I'm gonna do? I'm, 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 I'm gonna sign your vinyl. Two big dick. Uh, <laughs> yes. Much love. Yeah, we did it, ladies and gentlemen. We got him. Yeah. Just draw a big fucking wheelie on the. <laughs> There we go. That <laughs> shit is getting framed. That's getting framed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Big dick Resham. Big yeah. dick Resham. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. What's the crack with the old gig in Wayland's? That's gone, yeah, is it? Yeah, it's gone, is it? Yeah, um... I guess with that, it had been delayed three times. So I was like, mm. I don't want to have to push this back again. Mm. So I was like, look, it's better if I just give everyone their money back. And then when everything's safe to open, we do it again. Because yeah. that as well, because, you know, I know it's only 12.50, but like at the same time, I just felt like after the third time pushing it back, I was like, this is, you know, it's not going to happen in April. So I contacted MCD and I just said it to them and they were totally on board. They were like, yeah, well, we'll, we'll lock it in. We'll wait for, you know, a date when everyone's safe. Yeah. But then as well as that, like, I couldn't meet up with everyone to plan it because I was walking with Michael. I was walking with a few other people because we wanted to, like, you know, build this whole stage, have these visuals going on, not just turn it from, like, you know, a regular gig you go into, like, an index or something, but, like, you know, something, like, you'd walk out and you'd be like, what the fuck was that young fella doing on that stage? Like, what was yeah. going on? And I guess with the with the restrictions, it just wasn't possible to do that. So I didn't want to rush a show and give people, you know, 50%. So I just said, look, you know, here's your money back. When we get it, when everything's safe, we get a proper show. Hopefully the end of the year, if not next year, which is still a fucking crazy concept to think that it'll be here for next year. But, um, you know, it is what it is. Mm. But yeah, um, everyone, everyone was, everyone was pretty supportive of it, which is pretty nice because I was, I was shitting bricks, like even with the vinyl, like having to have that delayed. But everyone was like really sound about that, so you know, yeah. that was yeah. But so I think you'd be a bit of a prick to not be understanding the situation. I think the majority of people understand what the well, fuck yeah, is like, going I, on I, in the world. You know that way, like shit happens. I would, shit's gonna take I would longer. be able to understand, like you know to a degree like obviously it's frustrating but you know a lot of the people like i'd say everyone they were all sound about it like mm. it was great like i remember my mom she had bought like eight tickets to it for her and her mates i don't yeah. know why she was going i don't know what she was expecting <laughs> but she came to the room and she was like she's like ryan are you all right and i was like yeah i'm fine she goes i've seen you cancelled your show was everything all right there what's going on <laughs> We stand support of mummies. Yeah. I don't know. Eight tickets. I was like, Jesus Christ, that's like nearly 100 quid. I was like, you're bringing all like the fucking the mummies to this. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
You're gonna see them sipping their prosecco on one side. You're gonna see some young fled like gawk on the other side, like <laughs> jaw hanging, drop to the floor. Which will probably be me. So like that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Or as this, I it's a shame. Screen again, it could be Pat Kenny. Yeah, man, Pat Kenny could be losing it all. He lose it all in wheeling. In the club, yeah. lose it all in the club. I mean, listen, I've, I've, I've played, I've, I've lost it all in the club many, many, many times. Mm. We all have. Yeah, Tramline Thursday every night, but lose it all. <laughs> who's your, um, who's your dream collab? Who or who do you want to work with, like, in the future? James Blake. Easy. Ooh, that's an interesting one. James, like without without a doubt, James. Yeah. Like he is one of the oh, he's he's fuck oh, and I, I like seeing his progression from like listening back. Well, not obviously listening to him in twenty ten, but like seeing his music that he put out at the start of the decade up until now, mm. it's just crazy. Like obviously he's gone very like I wouldn't say pop I'd say sort of like mainstream which is good for him because I would never have thought of him as like a mainstream artist with like assumed form and some of the new singles but then I think his new EP before going back to that like old like club ambient sound was pretty cool but his progression has been crazy and I've like stemmed a lot of inspiration from him so like definitely him as a dream collab like that would be that'd be fucking crazy i'd really love that so i mean hopefully like, i've seen him twice and both times I've, I've broke down in tears front row like you know oh my god like he's 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 real he's there he's doing the music well mm. well I feel yeah, like ellen because have we got a surprise for you joining us now <laughs> friend of the show uh. Do you know what? I remember seeing him for the first time at Kendrick Lamar because I, I, I fucking love Kendrick Lamar. Oh, and seeing that he was bringing yeah. James Blake because I seen they were both playing and I was like, oh my God, this is like, this like two of my favourite artists. Yeah. And I walk in and everyone's like, who's this James Blake guy? And I was like, oh, he's, he's really good. Like he's, he's fucking, he's not like, you know, because he had, I think Kendrick had Travis Scott on the American leg, which obviously makes a lot more sense considering that, you know, it's, it's a rap show. Like Travis Scott makes rap. Yeah. Kendrick makes rap but I think having James Blake was like it was a risk but it worked really well like James Blake came on an incredible performance but I just remember a lot of people behind me like eh what the fuck was that who did the fuck is that on the stage yeah do you know what it was it was he, disappointing but I, I enjoyed him. it Mile High Kyle, I love that song Mile High is fucking great it is yeah he's really sick Kyle, do you remember uh, um, we, when me and Kyle went to see Macklemore Oh, when, yeah, yeah. Uh, when he first came, you know, at the hype, at the massive hype, hype of the hype. I um, wish I saw. I used to fucking stand the shit out of him when yeah, I was like guess, twelve. If you were to guess, uh, who opened for him? Who did you think? Kyle can I guess? Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Macklemore. Yeah, just okay. Is he, is, is, he, is he Irish? No, yeah. no, he's a rapper. He's a big enough rapper he's as well. A, a lot of people rapper. clown on him nowadays, though. He gets yeah. clowned on bad. Logic. No. No. Good guess, though. Oh, yeah, Chance the Rapper. Chance yeah, the Rapper. Man. Yeah. And yeah. he... That, it was man, Chance. My man yeah. got booed to bits. Booed the fuck. Ah. He ha- he, he, they, they must have told him, like, here, you have to stall. And he oh, said... He man. just kept saying, my name is Chance... <laughs> The rapper, and he said it about twelve yeah. times in a row, and I'm so from long and drawn out, <laughs> and people just start booing. And I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I said, like, "If you have to fill time, fair enough, just leave. Like, wait an extra like bit." He has, he has, he has on. got, he has got one of the best tweets. He has got one of the best tweets of all time, though. 
Just. Does anyone know where I can find weed in Temple Bar? Somebody <laughs> said. And then it's, it's, hang on, I'll get it now, because Finch is like the top reply to it, because of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me get this up now. One of the, one of the best tweets. Oh, me. I thought he was actually good, though, that was, um, his acid rap. Yeah, he was yeah. acid rap, yeah. And acid rap was good, you know? Um, yeah, I like, I like acid rap, but his new stuff, not a fan, to be honest. No, no, no. What is all, like, God-loving and God-fearing and all that shit. But it's like, no, Acid Rap was good, and he was, because there was just a lot of young ones and fucking young but That's crazy. it, yeah, like, just, and he got, yeah. that's he got the thing, though, about like, gigs oh, like God. that, it's just like, the, I hate the fucking crowds that you get in it, like, I love you could just have, like, a little box in the middle, which was I mean, the, the worst you like. The worst I've had, I remember me and Jake went to see Bjork in the three arena, it was... 2019 like november mm. one of the best gigs i've ever been to like yeah. it literally i remember we went in and i originally wanted to like fucking like drop acid or something like that going into it but yeah. i was like i want to be good because i have tram lines straight after so i just said to drake hey let's get fucking locked so we get in and i think the tickets were like 100 euro which was totally worth it by the way so everyone's sitting down and the crowd is like a lot of people you know they're like 30 you know adults like it was a very mature crowd and there's two seats beside us, and we're like, hmm, is anyone going to take this? So about five minutes go, until it starts, and these two fucking chung ones come down, right? Rave gear, fucking, I don't know what they were wearing, sitting down. Ah, oh, James, when's she starting? What's going on? She's starting, yeah. They, they had won tickets on like 98FM or something, and yeah. they thought it was going to be like a rave. So as soon as Bjork comes out, everyone is like fucking stone silent, like no one is moving a muscle. And she starts playing, and these two young ones like, what the fuck is she doing? What, what the fuck? Oh, what the hell is that? Imagine Jesus that. Christ! And then there's the adults, and they're like, they're like, we paid one hundred euro to just pay to go to here. Like, can you please be quiet? Mm, yeah. So they eventually left after like twenty minutes. But I was like, <laughs> what? Like out of out of there's there's like there's thirteen thousand seats here in the three arena, and it had to be the one beside me. Yeah, man. Like it, it had to, it, it had to be. To the right side, they weren't even good looking. Like it was, I, I couldn't even like I couldn't even talk. It was just oh, mm. and if they're listening to it now, like fuck you, fucking assholes. Yeah, man. You ruined the first two songs, and yeah, fuck you. You was an off friends of the show. I was about to say that, not friends. Yeah, bitches. Fuck that. They weren't. But uh, I found that chance tweet there, uh, August eighteenth, twenty thirteen. Anyone know where to get weed in Temple Bar, Finch? Bang whacker on the text, they'll sort you. <laughs> of course. Such a t- typical Finch response. And, you know, the you man, know Rihanna follows it. I obviously do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's very proud of that. Rihanna, what? what? Like, Rihanna sees his tweets. Mm. As she should. That's... You know, the collab down the road. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's when she makes her big F- Finch and Rihanna club. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even gonna, not even gonna try and imagine how that sounds. You know, Jeez. Rihanna <laughs> and Eminem had their thing for years where they started to start releasing hits every couple of years, you know, and took over for a while there. So I think it's only right that that Finch, Finch takes Eminem's place. The Finch takes props and she, he says, "You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass the torch on to a to a lesser known artist like Rihanna. I'm gonna yeah. put her on in Ireland." <laughs> That's it, man. You know, like, she'd be dying for that exposure. You know, from Finch. That yeah, Finch that, gives. That, that's that's just his charity work at the end of the day. Do you that's know what I mean? It. He's just a good guy. Get the joke, out, 
Oh no, the ball's not a yeah, my body. Ball you fucking kill me for saying that. Correct competition. Dan doesn't hold Oof. back with the shots Damn. today. Jesus. Oof. Might, might have to edit that out. I apologise. I apologise, Finch. Sorry. That's a bad one. Yeah, edit that out. Edit that out. Excuse me. Do you want to say that again? <laughs> you want to, this little dope right on the fucking Christmas episode said a thing that would one million percent get this podcast cancelled in seconds, and I had to edit it out. And then he's sitting there chatting shit, saying I edit nothing out. Chap, if I left that in, you're done. You are done. The podcast is done. Oh man. <laughs> so don't ever come to me about editing shit out. Because I saved your fucking life with that shit. No, it's, it's going to go in our Patreon. Oh, of course, yeah. In our Patreon. The unreleased version. Yeah. The yeah. Unedited. Uh, unedited. Cancel wordy. The triple X version. First of full of racial and homophobic slurs. Constantly. Yeah. You're paying 50 euro a month. I thought it was shit. my job every week to try to get the podcast cancelled. Why are you taking my role? You'll be back in the week, some weeks. So. Have we? Have we? Alright. Don't worry. I'll, I'll, try, I'll try my best to pick it up going forward. Yeah. <laughs> We're in our best behaviour for the guests, you know. <laughs> oh, that's the best behaviour. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all joke. That's all cap. Is that's it though? Is it? Hmm. What's all your um, opinion on the current Irish scene? Uh, back on track. Uh, ooh, good. Like very, very talented. Very like a lot of fucking new talent. Like, um, Monjola. I know him for. I say the bare bones of two years, unreal, Abby Kulabali. Um, for those I love is probably like the most interesting artist I've seen come out of Ireland next yeah. to Finch. Um he like I remember watching the other voices performance and I just remember like fucking sobbing at the end. I genuinely go to say that he's one of the best not rappers but just artists in general in this country and yeah, he's good. I I really do think that he's gonna like blow the fuck up this year like seeing the backing that he's already getting is like crazy mm. i didn't know he was in a he was in that band born day because i remember um i remember we were all in wigwam and we were talking about it and i remember finch saying oh yeah he was part of this band called born day and i think his, his his friend in it was it his friend that died i'm not sure no i, I think it might have been his friend in the band that died and that's who he's obviously you know uh making all the songs for but um yeah He's he's absolutely incredible, and then the scene, like even in general, is just doing insanely well. But I just feel it's really kind of you know, it's up to the actual industry side itself to sort of push that. Like I know yeah. there's a lot of controversy with the whole grants thing with the um, yeah, man. with the yeah, like Sinead O'Connor doesn't need five grand to record an album. I'm sorry, no. like no. And I listened to uh, I listened to a podcast that someone put out. I forget who it was. I think it was the Irish Music Industry podcast. Brilliant podcast, by the way. But to hear that like artists were getting that grant, and their managers were like the judges was like fucking mad. And it doesn't even have got to do with like the artists because all the artists on it are amazing. Like I know yeah. most of them personally. They're brilliant and. You know, to see them with like five a grant that that can completely change your whole you know yeah. like, which is great. But to see that managers of the artists were on the judging panel, like very disappointed. Like no excuse for that. That's like it's that's a it, fucking that's, joke. It's, it's corrupt. That's corruption. It is. It's 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 a joke. Like it really is. Like, and I'm not just saying that because I didn't get it because I actually didn't apply. I was really too lazy to. I completely just it completely slipped out of my mind. I wasn't. I completely slipped out of my mind and I was just I'm not going to do it but uh, 
I know Finch applied, I'm pretty sure he was disappointed he didn't get it. Jake applied, he didn't get it, mm. which was obviously quite, you know, disappointing. But, um, yeah, just, like, some fucking bullshit going on in there, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, again, Sinead O'Connor, like, she doesn't need fucking fun. I think, picture this, we're actually on the list, and then they got taken off. And I'm not sure if Picture This got the grant, but if, if Picture This got five grand over some other artist, then yeah, you know there's you know something going on. Like, that's, yeah. And boggers be raging if they didn't get it, you know, that they, their group they stand. Why would they even go for it, though? Like, I don't know. It's just... It's... I mean, like, any artist will go for it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if it's five grand, hey, it's five grand. Like, do you know what I mean? You'll go for it, but... I mean, when you're at a level, like, you know, fucking picture this, for example, five grand is going to do absolutely fucking nothing for you. Yeah, it's no. just, you're just scabbing, five, five scabbing grand, at that stage. If I had five grand right now, that'd do me, I'd say, like, I remember I was in this amazing, it's uh, the clinic, it's based in Clontarf, amazing studio, by the way. Uh, it's like a 10-hour session, you get all the access to all these, like, vintage synths, uh, like the CS80, Moog 1, Jupiter, all crazy fucking instruments and synths and it's like 600 euro for the day which is very very fair considering what they're offering yeah that would get me i'd say maybe like seven or eight sessions in there yeah. to be able to record the album produce it mix and master that's basically a project for me and for a majority of other artists in ireland yeah five grand for picture this isn't going to get them in do no, you know what i mean no. like no it's, and Chanel, like, it's not it's, it's a joke and then even as well as that like having artists managers on the judging panel like i don't know how they let that fly like that makes absolutely i feel like that only in this no country sense. that something like that could happen that sort of setup would happen you know that way like because they're just so fucking stupid well I, I i i hope not in another country but yeah like and even with ireland like we're all so like tightly packed because a lot of people compare us to the uk and yeah i can agree on that in terms of the music itself but when you look at the industry where how how many people live in Ireland? Like what? I'm gonna guess like four, five million, and then in the UK it's what like it's it's seventy, eighty. Like the industry over there is like a hell of a lot more established yeah. because they've been putting out music for for God knows how long. They've had numerous artists. In Ireland, the industry is only starting to kind of like you know, like start up. Yeah, well, not not even start up, but like you know, get on its feet. Yeah. Oh, he's gone. He's gone, is he? I'm gonna pause that because he's gone. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Back is he? And he's back. I'm back. I'm back, Grant. I was yeah, like, what? There for a second. Uh, where did I leave? Uh, it's Grant Beacon. We technical difficulties happen every fucking week with us, so uh, we'll just let the people know. And Are we gonna quit that out or? No, no, no. it's not staying in, oh, man. Grant, there we go. You're just giving two announcements there, Craig. We thought we already covered that. Yeah. We were ready to jump back in, and then you were just <laughs> going on about technical difficulties again. Wait, is this recording? Yeah. Oh shit, I didn't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> to go. Blooper. Look how unprofessional he is. Um, straight back in. Let's get okay. it. There we go. Grand job. Yeah, you were talking about the sort of the comparison between us and the UK, but how the UK is sort of. Yeah, I feel like the UK, like the industry, obviously there's problems with there, you know, especially during COVID and like mm. the visas, but they're a lot more established. They know what they're doing because they've been doing it for a long time with a number of artists. With Ireland, it's only now that like. You know, not like radio artists like picture this and you know all that shit are getting like publicity. Like it's a lot of like local artists. You know, like yeah. they're looking at the likes of like Denise Chyla, you know, for those I love, Kojak, King Kavanagh, etc. 
and to see an industry where you've got people who are in charge of giving grants out especially during covid like during a time like this and have people judging it who have put forward their own artists is a joke and there's no excuse for that at all if the artists who got that now in fairness got it and their manager wasn't on it like it's not it's nothing got to do with the artists because if the artists want it they're gonna have it and that's it's, it's nothing got to do with the artists it's just it's it's the managers themselves like it's a fucking it's it's really a joke to be honest and i i just i i don't get it i really don't yeah but so i think it's a shame as well because i think we're but, at uh, stage here yeah. with the irish music scene where just just everyone almost everyone anyway is sort of firing on all cylinders and it's just it's the best that this country has had in terms of like a musical generation type thing in forever mm. oh it it's, is it's absolutely no like you're seeing people who are you know yeah that's 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 the thing like you can invest 20 million into fucking ground into greyhound racing yeah but you can't invest you know more than a few million into you know music in the live sector like yeah. you know what the fuck's going on there i no. i don't know it's stupid but i mean at the same time it's still great that we have such like we have such a like a quality output of music here in ireland and not even just like restricted to rap like we've got some amazing like electronic artists you know we've got like even just pop, rock, everything, like, Fontaine's, like, whether you like them or not, like, those guys were nominated for, like, a fucking Grammy, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, they're yeah. not you too. like, like, I've seen them guys at Workman's, like, last year, and now they're nominated for, like, a fucking Grammy, like, that's crazy, do you know what I mean? Like, you're seeing, like, all this, you know, it's, it's great to see such, like, a quality output of music, but, um, I feel for a lot of artists, even for me right now, it's sort of, like, right, you've had, like, you've, you've established a foundation of a fan base here in Ireland you should look you know abroad like for me I know for myself like my goal is to write like with my next few releases look outside of the country like I didn't want to risk that with the album in case it did really bad yeah so I guess with like the next few singles that I have it's sort of like right I can test the waters I can try market this outside of Ireland and see how it does if it does shit cool I know where I can learn from but I feel like marketing towards like the uk or europe or america like it'll definitely help like in terms of like actually you know getting out there getting exposure getting involved with an industry like etc do you know what i mean yeah so hopefully we'll just we'll have to wait and see what happens but uh i guess that that's that's my plan and i know that's definitely the plan for like a lot of other artists that i've been talking to at the moment so mm. just yet to see how it is let's see fingers crossed that this country just gets its shit together regards to so. <laughs> well they can't because the entire government is in the bin and has been for some time now so how are they meant to work yeah since episode oh, one yeah since episode one the Irish government has been in the bin the DJ47 <laughs> podcast bin so not possible for them to walk. do you want to move on to the bin we do the bin yeah I'm ready I can't think of any I have a few up off the head like in my head so I, I don't want to go first this week anyway I'll go first right Okay. Um, because mine is fairly straightforward. You know, we think back to the old to the old start of the podcast, and I explained how you know a little little troubled coil, with his last three hundred quid he had from his internship, oh, yeah. was roped into buying ATB coin, by his uncle. So Alan, you're in the bin, and yeah. that's where you shall stay forever for that most ridiculous cryptocurrency <laughs> fucking advice I've ever got in my life. Fucking joke. <laughs> Running away with your three hundred quid. Yeah, fucking, just fucking bankrupt me, like <laughs> stupid. 
stupid prick. Oh, yeah, man. He's in the fucking bin. <laughs> Rid of him. Yeah. That's fair enough. Mm. So, yeah, Kyle's, uh, Kyle's uncle's in the bin. Yeah, man. Um, do you want to go next, Ryan? Because I'm still debating. Uh, Stephen Donnelly in the bin. Stephen Donnelly. Minister for Health. Big fucking egghead. Uh, fucking specific pretty sure he's been thrown in now. Any specific he's reason? He's, 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 he's just a, he's just a fucking weapon, isn't he? Yes. Like, sure. I remember he was talking about COVID, and he was like, uh, "What did he say?" He was like, "Is that the trampoline like, thing?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they were talking, I think it was talking about the schools, wasn't it? And something. Uh, I was like, he was like, "Yeah, well, you're sure people get you know, sick." Yeah, like there are people down the roads, don't they? Yeah. Like fucking hell. And then he said, man. Oh, sh- sh- your child going and jumping on the trampoline, you know, that's the same thing as as COVID. No, it's not. It's it's re- like and then disrespecting the 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 Kim Corda the other day. Yeah, like what the fuck? It's unfucking believable. Like shut the fuck up, you egg. So I I would I would confidently say Stephen Donnelly. Yeah, in the brown in, in the brown bin. Yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. the, the smellier bin of the two. Compost bin, jeez. That's yeah. a force. Never, in never the, been done before. Yeah. In the brown bin. <laughs> never been done before. We've had our nine episodes in. We've had our very first brown bin in. Do you know what? In in the same landfill as that laptop with the fucking Bitcoin. <laughs> That's where he is. There you go. And you're not allowed to go look for him either. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, not, no. They, they'll pay you to there. not look for him. Yeah. It is mad though, because like he really does. You know, you call bald people eggheads all the time and cue balls and all that. But well, his head literally though. just is a fucking egg. Nah, nah, he's 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 a baldy prick. Like, and that's not a disrespect to anyone who's bald because nah. if you're bald and you're listening to this, I love you and you look lovely. But him, nah, baldy prick. Like, baldy fuck prick, that cunt. Hundred percent, one million egghead. Wanker. Stephen Donnelly in the fucking the pit, the pit with the fucking cryptocurrency laptop in the gulag. <laughs> Uh, he has a chance to come back then we can't allow that um. now we're here looking to fucking punch up <laughs> come back to get us can't have that oh man well I just had a few different thoughts and who did I put in last week um, I had um, Stephen Bear in last week of course yeah nonce the nonce Stephen Bear of all of his antics um, this week you know I, I probably you know uh, people in Ireland of course know of the is it the Coons that was giving out spare vaccines to friends and family? I think whoever signs like signed up for that decision. Oh, oh, stinky! I, I I didn't hear about this now. Did you? No. Nope. I actually well, didn't know. Oh, so it was like um, they got like they're like I don't know, like an surplus of vaccines somehow they and had like spare vaccines. Now, in fairness, they did the right thing in in one instance, but like yeah. who they gave it to was wrong because they would have had to throw them out regardless. But instead of like going off the list of like uh, priority and like who needs the most, they just sort of gave them to relatives friends, and friends like family, family members. Of the, of the fucking, of so like while I agree that, with the the concept that. of using them up. I completely disagree with who the fuck they gave them to because yeah. that's not right at all. No. That so, was that was not very cash money of the Kim. No, it really wasn't. So <laughs> the Kim is not cash that, money man. confirmed. Yeah. Kim is cancelled. That's it, they're done. Yeah. They're cancelled. Even though the, the Kim gave birth to you, Craig here, the, your host of the, yeah, man, the 24-7. I mean, I mean the, Kim, the Kim gave birth to me as well. You yeah, know? The three of us. Kim no, babies. It all comes full circle. As we can't be, can't be, can't be hanging with no fucking rotunda babies. Fuck them. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. the rotunda. <laughs> yeah. me, all me and my homies all hate. <laughs> yeah. I have to, I have, I have to fucking, I have to look out the window and pass there every time you go out to the girlfriend. I just look at the rotunda. Do you ever just feel like fucking wretching and vomiting when you look at the yeah, rotunda? Man. 
Do you ever just feel like just get the ick? The ick, yeah, man. The rotunda gives me the ick. What gives you the ick? What gives you the ick, man? If you're born in the rotunda. What in everyone who's born in That's the first question I ask anyone I meet. Where were you born? Hospital, bitch. Tell me now. You know, if it's Rotunda, you best believe I'm finna throw up right there on the spot. Okay? <laughs> Where was that? Where was Finch born? I assume so. Okay. We never asked him. We never know him. Finch, uh, let, do you know what? Do you know what? Will I ring him now and ask him? Yeah, man. Yeah. Get, get yeah, the direct line there to Finch. Tell him it's crucial. We need to know. Right. We, we need to know whether his episode him. gets completely wiped from existence <laughs> yeah. or whether it stays. We need to know whether or not. Ryan we need to know whether or not Ryan is the first ever guest. Alright, it's ringing. Okay. Okay. It'd be a miracle if he answers. It's the most important call of his life. Fucking dickhead. Nothing! This is poor farm from Finch. I'm a Finch. I'm a Finch. I feel like this is I what, like this is what a rotunda baby would do. Yeah. Yeah. Can't take your call oh. now. Ah, oh. oh, come on. Dead. Dead. Cheek. Oh, yeah, I'm flabbergasted. Cancelled. What's going on? Cannot chat right now. Imagine that. That's no just, problem. That's disgraceful. That's something need to ask. Yeah, man. What hospital? Where are you born? Just a completely casual question, you know what I mean? Here we go, here we go. I'm actually what? nervous. Like? Imagine that, I'm nervous. Drum roll, for this drum, roll drum roll. Kill Yeah! <laughs> Fuck the rotunda! All oh, my homies hate the rotunda! Fuck the rotunda. Come on, rotunda in the fucking bin. Rotunda in that yeah. fucking pit with Donnelly at the laptop. That's where the rotunda's going. Stephen Donnelly versus the the Rotunda in the Gulag. Yeah, man. He said for uh, fuck Hall Street too. Imagine, yeah, man. Fucking get them all in. Get them all. I'll back it. I'll back it. Do you know what? I fuck. I fuck with the matter though. The matter. I've only been to the matter once, and it was a case of me ending up on a drip after drinking a liter of Hennessy at an album launch party. Respect to which I'm actually quite shocked Roy Finch Ryan. hasn't there. Uh, which I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually quite shocked Finch hasn't told you about that before. Nah, that was never mentioned. <laughs> oh man! All right, good. We'll keep it that way. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Yeah, man. I'll edit that out. Don't worry. I'll edit that out. No one will know. No one will ever know. <laughs> I know. It's it's a. Uh... I know. I say half the people I fucking know know about it. So you know, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah, with their wide reach, they all know now. <laughs> yeah, every, all air four, four listeners. listeners. Yeah, fuck it. Right. Yeah, so shout that, out to you all. Yeah, what? He's got the shout out from the main man. Big what, Ryan. What time are we coming up on an elka? What time are we? At? We're actually ninety minutes on the dot. I like that. That fucking flew. Ooh, we going for a stoppage time? I think so. Any injury time? Question mark. Four minutes out of done. Well, Fergie time. What we want to do anyway at the end, I said just. Fergie time, I wish. In, in our notes, I just have uh, let plug, let Ryan plug whatever the fuck he wants. 
So come on, right. or actually, there's one question before. Any tips for up and comers? Would you have any tips? One tip, let's say. Um, don't be born in the rotunda, and you yeah. will succeed. Yeah, you, you you just said it for me. There you go. You go. There's a tip. Um, I guess just like oof. try like a thing that I've had is like when I make music and I finish it. I listen to like a lot of artists and I get really intimidated like oh my god like like I was listening to a lot of floating points when I finished the album mm. so that's the equivalent of like someone writing you know a whole rap album and listening to like fucking Kendrick Lamar and being like oh my god like I'm not on this level yeah, yeah. And it really intimidated me because I was like holy shit like my music isn't to this like standard but I guess to anyone who's starting new like just don't try hold yourself to a standard of like another artist because you really just like I know it's a cliche you know you have to do you but like it is true like you've got to be comfortable in your own skin it's okay to take inspiration that's no problem but like it's more kind of a sense of listening to an artist and being very intimidated by it like just do you do you know what I mean and Ireland is so like closely knit that like you're gonna reach out to artists and producers and people in the music industry who are gonna like you know look out for you you know, maybe not the managers of the, the judges who were, you know, fucking doing the grants, yeah. fuck them, but I just mean, like, the artists and the producers and, you know, everyone, like, the bloggers in general, like, everyone, you know, they're friendly with each other, so, you know, if you are looking to get into it, you've got a great fucking community behind you and just just do you, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's just as simple as that, you know? Try not to become... Uh, like try not to like listen to other people and try hold yourself to that standard because yeah. like you won't succeed you won't get anywhere and like I know that for the fact myself and I've managed to overcome that and that's that's the biggest you know that's the toughest thing for me with music good good advice I like that you know what's the voice to live by and obviously don't be born in the kiln because, no sorry the rotunda not the kiln oh 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 shut your heart oh my god but uh, yeah, no man. Thanks, thank you so much. Listen, Ryan thanks for, for having me. Podcast. An excuse to have some cans, so I appreciate that. I'm good. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I just, I really want to emphasize the the fact as well that this man is the most excited person we've ever had. Like to be on the podcast. Yeah, I don't know why, don't know why he was hyped to come on, but he was. Which is, it's a new feeling for me. Just, just vibing. Just yeah, simply man. vibing. Just vibes. Really All vibes. That's it's just must be that Kilm connection we all had. No, I mean we just there knew, we go. That's we just it. knew it was gonna be a banger, like always was gonna be. Mm. That's it. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Episode, Episode nine. nine. Do you want to mm-hmm. say the outro again, Craig, so I can not answer? Oh yeah. So um, this has been Roy <laughs> <laughs> Craig. There we go. The classic outro. Nice. Carl didn't fucking respond. <laughs> um, right, yeah. So episode episode nine. Thanks Don't for the baby. Thanks, Ryan, Thank you on. so much for coming. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Bye.